Today's episode of Northern Lights is presented by North Star Law Group, your trusted partner in Minnesota's burgeoning legal cannabis industry. Whether you're just starting out or looking to expand, attorney Jen Riza and her team will help you understand the latest developments, scope out risks, and find a compliant path forward in this rapidly changing field. Visit NorthStarLaw.com and let North Star Law Group guide you through the legal landscape with confidence. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Northern Lights. I'm your host, Tanner, joined today by my friend, my colleague, Mr. John. Hello there. Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Super excited to be able to talk about some big news that we have coming up in the industry. Really excited to be able to share an interview that we have with Brian and Bobby of Doug's Nugs a little bit later. And guys, we're going to sample Northern Lights. No, not the podcast, the beverage. And we're really excited to share that with you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you heard we're making a Northern Lights beverage with Mod? No, no, no. We'll come back to that later. But we're super excited to have all of you guys here. Um, looking forward, just want to give a quick plug for that soil class that we got coming up in a couple of weeks here. Cornell Urban Agriculture is going to be there laying down the knowledge on how to care for high quality soil. Really looking forward to that one at Modest Bruin. Those of you who don't know Cornell, one of the best hemp growers in the country. So yeah, you'll be getting great stuff. Yeah, really great stuff. So go to mncanvascollege.org backslash soil. And then also a quick plug, if you're outside of the cities, you don't want to make a drive in. We get it. It's a long drive sometimes. You can still catch that live stream. If you go to Emma and Canvas College backslash soil, the exact same site, you can get that live stream for just 10, 10 bucks. Follow along with the class. Ask questions as you will. Um, should be a pretty pretty fun one. So thanks all for uh, coming along to that. We hope to see you all there. Yeah, thank God for the future. Yeah. That's February 19th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, great time. All right, well, let's get to the news here. So we've got a lot that happened in the past week here in Minnesota, some that happened just within the past couple of hours here. So we're excited to be able to share some of you with this today. Um, We're going to be talking about an OCM update that happened just on Tuesday of this past week, talking through some of the changes that they they went through. We'll be talking about the Red Lake Nation, some changes going on there, and then also our friends over at the Illegal Marijuana Now Party. But um, let's start by talking about the the meeting that the OCM had on Tuesday. So, John, we both watched that. Mm Mm-hmm. What were your main takeaways from that meeting? Well, I had already like read and summarized their um, their legislative report, so mm-hmm. it was kind of it was an overview of that. I think my main, main, main takeaway um, was OCM is still doing a really good job at letting the people know what they are doing and how they are doing it. They're being so transparent. I was really just I was happy that they were willing to give us all that immediately. Yeah, I agree with you. Where I definitely, you know, personally would prefer that they'd move a little bit quicker towards opening those doors. I get that this process takes time. And I agree with you that they're, they are being at least transparent. And we and learned open. they are trying to move quicker. I, yeah. We'll get to that, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's get right to it. Because that was my really, one of my favorite takeaways from this is seeing that the regulators are looking at the timeline ahead of them and saying, hey, what can we do to try to move this along a little bit? So one of the major things that came out from that, and while it was talked about a bit in the legislative report, they made it clear that they're trying to figure out ways to issue temporary licenses, especially the social equity applicants, hopefully this coming summer, really speeding that up. That would be massive. Yeah, take it from that January 25 day and move it over to July 1st, 24. It gives, like they're, they're saying specifically the social equity applicants, it gives the people who you want to give an advantage an advantage. So I think it, yeah, two birds, one stone with that one. We get dispensaries faster. The government gets to do what they're actually planning to do. Mm -hmm. You talked about the transparency, and I think that's one great thing that came from the meeting. But another thing that really stood out to me was not only the the transparency, but also that they really are taking on that mission of social equity. Mm-hmm. Like that was written into the the legislation. That's something that we fought really hard for. But it's cool to now see people that are in charge of implementing that speaking the same language and saying, how can we make this more available for social equity applicants? How can we further promote a craft market here in Minnesota? Um, putting down that social equity uh, ownership requirement from 100% to 65%. Uh, Charlene Briner, who is the temporary um, director, said it increases the opportunity for social equity applicants to actually acquire capital and secure funding. Mm-hmm. So I think that that one, I think, is really putting your money where your mouth is, where it's like we will, 
we want to go back and we think there's ways to change statute mm-hmm. that will be more um, equitable to what we're, the industry we're trying to build. I think it shows that they are really, really, really not going to let, really not trying to let this fall to the wayside, that they're pushing it in implementation. And hopefully it'll, it'll show that once the licenses yeah. are available. But hey, this is something we really th- thought about. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about that, though, the 100% to 65%? You know, I think it's a pretty important change. Um, you know, we don't want social equity applicants to be taken advantage of. So we really wanted to push for having majority ownership of all of those businesses staying in the hands of the social equity applicants that really are going through the application process and the social equity of the, the business. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that business costs money. Business you need business, to be yeah. able to upstart. And if you have that license, you're a social equity applicant. Being able to raise additional capital is really an important thing, and we're not going to be able to turn to you know our big banks and do that. So, looking at the equity of your business is really one of the major ways to to do it. So, I, I'm in favor of it because I really do think it will help to further expand the mission of social equity. I think we'll see more social equity applicants become license holders because they'll have that additional access to capital. I know originally they said 51%. I wonder, I just like wonder how they landed on that 65%. Just sort of by looking at other states. So um, they looked at, at other states and found that generally it was within that like 50 to uh, 55 range. Um, they wanted to really focus on equity as being at the core of the mission. So they bumped it a little 55%. bit higher to 65%. Um, but you know, it's an, it will eventually be in the hands of the legislature to really set what that final number is. So yeah. curious to see where that goes. The third one that really kind of wraps up there all, like what we're doing for social equity applicants to so removing that secure premises, mm-hmm. I think that that brings this whole thing full circle. It's like yeah. you don't need to spend all this money. You can get your license early, and then we're giving you a mechanism to raise money. Mm-hmm. So I think it just – it's. You can see exactly what the vision is from the OCM. Yeah, I think we would agree. I think most of the guests we have on would agree that changes are needed, but it's good to at least see that the OCM says, yeah, we we agree. Here are some that we think really could help further our mission. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that many of them are implemented. There's, there's some pretty good recommendations. Um, I was excited to see, you know, the actual government body itself that will be doing the regulating, speaking the language that's like, yeah, that's really what I want them to be saying. Right. Thank you, OCM. Oh. Yeah, it makes it look like they're doing their work, like honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, they need to build goodwill, first of all. So good, yeah. good on you. On the on the negative side, and then we'll move on, because I just had to talk about it. Did you hear their timeline on when a new director will be in place? So the application is open until February. They hope to have someone, you know, named and figured out by like May which means mid-summer is when they're planning to have someone in office. So we're so going to we have licenses out before a director. Totally possible. Totally possible. And think about like, man, when was it that Aaron Dupree resigned? Like how long ago has that been? And, and that gap November? between, yeah, it's going to be 10 months, eight months, a, a chunk length, length of time between having someone resign to having someone new in that role. That's more time than it, was like from the bill being passed to Aaron being yeah first appointed. That's I sure hope that they took that, that time. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they did something over that time to to, to warrant that. Uh, so, well, we'll see. So we'll see. Well, Charlene, <laughs> keep the seat warm. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's move on and talk about not the Minnesota specific industry, but look closer a little bit at at the Red Lake Nation. So listeners, viewers of this show might remember we talked a few months back right on Legalization Day about the only place you being able to legally buy a product was at Red Lake Nation, at at their native care. Um, It's a native-owned dispensary that sells adult-use cannabis, and it was at first in Minnesota. But there was a pretty big shakeup here this week um, that we wanted to, to share with listeners of the show. Yeah, you know, I didn't hear too much about this. So I'd love to be filled in with our viewers. Yeah, so I was uh, scrolling the Star Tribune as I was getting ready in the morning and saw this article pop up about Native Care changing the ownership of their dispensary and thought like, wow, I, I haven't heard anything about this. And and really, it's just that a lot of the news at the Red Lake Nation 
doesn't necessarily trickle its way up to the Star Tribune in the way that it should. But what happened here is uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a band member that made a complaint about one of the tribal council members allegedly stealing a large amount of cannabis. And I should clarify, that was an employee of the business. Um, That complaint went to the council itself. They investigated it and they released a news release just a little bit earlier this week saying that they uh, investigated this and a report put out saying that all of the material went where it was supposed to go. It was all operating within the law that was set. However, they still voted unanimously to transfer that ownership of native care to a freestanding business. What exactly that looks like, we don't yet know, but it is a pretty big change for the first native-owned dispensary here in Minnesota, less than a year after operation, to be switching away or to be changing how they originally were operating. I think it's shocking, but like also it seems like they just taking advantage of the opportunity we gave them because like they could sell native care start care native you know across because the, like, they have they have so much more control up there mm-hmm. i am just so interested to see how this shakes out to be honest yeah i, I didn't know they could sell it but it's because i they didn't really fully understand yeah it's it's yeah. the fun of having not just sort of our Minnesota cannabis rules and regulations of House File 100, but having other legal jurisdictions within Minnesota able to come up with their own rules. And there's nothing specifically in Red Lake's bylaws that I was looking through, the rules around their cannabis program, that prohibits this. Um, It more is just looking at, um, if I had to, to speculate, I think the council saw this issue come up and say, hey, this isn't necessarily something that we want tied directly to the council. We're cool with this business operating. We want to support it, but it's something that needs to be separate from the council itself. Which, like I said, I think is just taking good advantage of that opportunity Mm -hmm. because they have other, there's others, there's a lot more going on up there than cannabis. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that um, as all of this was going on, the report says that some trim material was taken the reason that was given in the report is that it was to be turned into some new products, such as vape cartridges. And if you go on Native Care's Twitter page, um, earlier this week they announced a brand new product, some pretty cool-looking vape cartridges. <laughs> Just funny timing, but yeah, uh, Interesting uh, timing. yeah really, really curious to uh, to see sort of where all of this goes. And uh, if you sample one of those vape carts, let us know. We want to curious yeah. how they are. We might bring you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just we shouldn't talk about this story without giving sort of all sides of it. So the council member that was uh, alleged to have taken this material described the allegations as totally untrue and declined to comment any further on the situation. So curious to see what comes in the following weeks from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's the stealing part was untrue. Well, it seems like they did a thing and it happened, but it went to where it's supposed to go. Apparently, yeah, and that's the (laughs) absolutely, and that's that's the interesting part is, uh, you know, we don't necessarily spread rumors or like untrue allegations on this, but it was really interesting reading through like Facebook and Twitter comments and take those for what they are. But um, lots of really mixed opinions on on how the council dealt with this. Yeah, Um, yeah. I say. Get your bag, council. You can can start as many cannabis businesses as you want if you want to run one. So mm-hmm. do what you can. Sell when you can. Yeah. So more to come on this. Excited to see where where all of that goes. Mm-hmm. Well, one more quick story that we wanted to to mention before we head on to that interview with Brian and Doug. Excuse me, Brian and Bobby. I should I clarify, know. Brian and Bobby. Which one's Doug? I know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but you know, we can't pass up an opportunity to talk about. The Legal Marijuana Now Party. I almost said our friends over at the Legal Marijuana Now Party, but the, uh, the, the, the people over at the Legal Marijuana Now Party. And I want to give a, a quick shout out to some, some fun going on over there. So um, as listeners of this podcast know, they are a major party here in Minnesota. That means that they get ballot access. That means that they have primaries. That means they go through the entire hubbubaloo. Well, no, one of one cannabis party, right? The other one, I don't believe is, are they still a ma- 
I, 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 that's I such know. a great question. I think uh, the, these guys are the they cannabis parties we've all been yeah. wondering about. But yeah, no, these guys officially are a party. And did you know that they're running a presidential campaign? Oh, wow. I did not. Out of Minnesota? Oh, uh, yeah. So they have a, a couple different candidates. Um, you know, they've got Edwin for Sean. They've got Rudy Riles. They got Dennis Schiller, uh, Vermin Supreme. Mm. Um, but also you'll find someone's name on there by the name of Crystal Gable. Crystal Gable? Who's she? So she's a longtime Minnesota cannabis. Ex- oh, no, wait. She's actually not from Minnesota. Hmm. Uh, Kristen, Crystal Gable is, is someone who is a cannabis activist in, in Colorado. And you might be saying, how did she end up on the ballot here in Minnesota? And John, she's asking herself the exact same question. <laughs> so imagine you put a Google That's... alert for your name on your phone. You know, you get little blurbs anytime a news article is written about you. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't have that turned on for the cannabis college. But, you know, you, you see this little blurb pop up saying, oh, I'm, I'm in the news. I'm, I'm written about in a news article. Oh, I'm a candidate for I'm running for a, president? Pr- a primary for president in, in a state I don't live in. Um, well, mistakes happen. I guess I'll probably just reach out and get my name removed, right? Well, ballots are already printed. So guess whose name cannot get removed from the ballot? Now, what is the legality of voting for someone who's registered to run in Minnesota? Does not, so that's not the thing residents. is she's not registered to run in Minnesota. And because it's a presidential it's primary, yeah. you can nominate whoever you want. So the party put forward a couple different candidates and, and she was one of them. And she's put out a message saying, please do not vote for me. This is not who I want to be winning the race. I don't, I don't want to run it. She in fact said I was put on the ballot against my consent. And I very much feel like that's a violation of my privacy and constitutional rights. And yeah, she said it felt pretty icky and violating. And we don't mean to laugh at this, but it's it's such an absurd story that yet again, the political parties related to cannabis are tied up in, in some nonsense. Yeah, yeah, some straight shenanigans. So the they did reach out to the party, both papers in Colorado and here in Minnesota, and they said that there were discussions on who should run. <laughs> they talked about it on Facebook. Crystal was one of the people, but when you asked Crystal, she said that she actually was kicked out of that Facebook group. <laughs> but her impact never left. <laughs> her impact never left. This is just one of those stories that uh, popped up in the Star Tribune, and I went, of course. Of course the legal marijuana now party is caught up in some craziness that, uh, you know, be it running a candidate that is 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 not actually registered to run, be it someone who doesn't even live in the state. Here we have um, more fun happening with illegal marijuana now parties, showing that politics can be fun if you want them to be. I'd still probably vote for Crystal over Vermin Supreme. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Should we make an official endorsement on this? No, 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 no. We're a non-political podcast. We are not endorsing Crystal Gable. We are not telling people to go to the Legal Marijuana Now party primary and vote for her that would be ridiculous and absurd we would we would never do that um and crystal you have our sympathy we we do apologize that you're you're on the ballot that's not our fault but still we uh we wish that you weren't uh crystal if you want to talk about it too yeah you're welcome to come on and also can i say uh welcome to the world of minnesota cannabis politics it's a it's a fun one it's a fun Um, fun one you never know when your name's gonna pop up never know Always make sure to set the Google alerts, everyone. Go, go do that right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave that behind. We're going to jump to an interview with Brian and Bobby from Doug's Nugs. Hear a little bit more about their company. Hear a little bit more about some of the work they do, the products that they make, and their incredible genetics. I'm really excited for this interview. And then afterwards, we're going to be sampling Northern Lights, the beverage. Super excited to be sharing that all with you. We'll be talking a bit about our party, um, but let's go ahead and jump to that interview and we'll be back with that beverage and right after that. Thanks, y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Northern Lights Podcast. I'm here by myself. I wanted to tell you about the February 19th event that we have coming up. It's a living soil class. It's going to be held at Modest Brewing. You can get your tickets online at the minnesotacannabiscollege.org slash soil. And if you've ever learned... Ah, it's a lie! 
alive. Are you a living soil? I'm the living soil. Do you, you can know- come and learn more about me. Do you know Stephen Cornell? Do I know Stephen Cornell? Stephen Cornell is who grows me. Ah, you're grown by Stephen Cornell. If you want to be grown just like Stephen Cornell grows living soil, you can grow living soil yourself. Just be like Tanner and come to the living soil class on February 19th. February 19th, Modest Brewing with Cornell Urban Agriculture. Come learn about living soil. Hey, don't they have a brand new private event space? They do. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so we're Doug's Nugs. Um, I'm Brian, and this is Bobby, and uh, we met through a friend on Discord, and we found out that we both are kind of very similar people, and we do very similar crazy. things. It's, yeah, when I kind of explain it. it, like the Power Rangers coming together, and our half brain kind of melds together into yeah, one. Yeah, we're a little half brain until we get together, and then it's like this <laughs> whole thing happens. It's pretty wild. Yeah, sometimes I'll wait to be like, nowhere. I need my other half of the brain to like do some things in life, you I know, love get, that. get it together. You can actually hire people. Like, you know, when it was pandemic period and people were doing Zoom meetings, you could actually like just chat with someone online and have them work with you. Like not working in the same company. They're just in the chat hanging out there and you just kind of know you're doing it. But that's how we met. Like I knew him for three years through Discord. And then like he was like, oh, I'm building an LED light for my grow. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like literally designing my own LED light for my grow right now. And we like to do a lot of DIY stuff. We're pretty nerdy. So we were too. pretty much like, let's, let's start a business. And that was pretty much the first of the last year, 2023. And uh, cool. Yep. So we got a hemp license and we decided that, you know, we had a freeze dryer because we were processing hash. And uh, <laughs> well, we got better do something else with it. So we kind of threw a bunch of stuff in it, like everybody does Skittles, a lot of experiment, a lot of experiment, a lot of other oh, things. Yeah. And, you know, we had the hemp farm and we, we put the two to get two together. It kind of just all the stars aligned and started making our product that we make. Which yeah, is all a- of our hobbies just kind of came together. As yeah. Some that, uh, you know, it, the hemp thing was kind of like, well, why don't we do this while we're waiting for the legal thing to, you know, come around. And That's then, so cool. Yeah, we're just kind of keeping busy and doing what we can. The hemp thing was crazy. We did two acres this year. So that's what I was going to ask. So, so going back to like the early parts of last year, I think Brian, that's when I first met you. Yeah, that's when you came in with some delicious treats at Uniflora <laughs> headquarters, and it was like, wow, this is really, really good. Yeah. What was it like when you guys were actually in the lab and sort of first made like that that treat that you're what like, was this difficult is was it's a few constituents. It's more cookie than ice cream, and we'll get into that later. We're having mm-hmm. to redo our packaging because mm-hmm. of the whole. Yeah, we're currently under a redesign. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the milk is actually like barely a third of that product. A lot of gummies are just pure sugar. Mm -hmm. And ours actually has like, you know, the uh, enrichment that's in flour. It has vitamins. It has protein. It's actually a relatively healthy edible. But in the end, we couldn't really dose it properly. Like trying because it shrinks in the dehumidifier and all your mass goes crazy. So we had to come up with a proprietary okay. means of dosing each one accurately, and yep. to hit the five milligram, which was the, <laughs> yeah, the everything got interesting through all that R and D, just getting the numbers right, doing all the math. <laughs> yeah, we kind of shifted into a role that we're not experts at, but that's we learned we a lot do. quickly, and, and we yeah, that's like we did all of our own art. We uh, we didn't outsource anything. We do our own web development. Do all we like press our own shirts? We got a shirt press and everything. Yeah, anything that so we, cool. yeah, we had to do, we, we just do ourselves basically. Figuring it out. And we we have background in IT too. I did IT for 15 years and you know, saw yeah, legalization happening. We and we for atomic data centers like a few years apart. We kind of <laughs> ran into each other just haphazard, unknowing in the past, which yeah. was also strange. A lot of small world stuff happened. Yeah. yeah, so you guys sort of have these like two lines that. Never necessarily met, but we're sort of running parallel to each other until suddenly you met on Discord and it was like, oh, this this guy is on my level. (laughs) I like this guy. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating working with some people, but this guy is like, it was after the pandemic and I felt we both, I think, kind of wanted to do something new and and we just started down the path, which, you know, I've been growing my whole life basically. And I think, you know, truly. We've been just, yeah, kind of outlaws (laughs) in our whole lives. So, yeah, I started 15 years ago 
and then like had always wanted to. I mean, I remember my first apartment was drawn how to fit a grow in the closet, and not get caught. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, for sure. <laughs> the tech was a lot different when oh, when we were younger. Changed. Still, it is now. You weren't just buying all the AC Infinity pre-built kits. I am and surprised. Them in your AC closet. does everything now. Oh yeah, every single thing. Oh yeah. I just saw a nice little like aluminum. They have the aluminum panel LEDs where it's just the sheet of metal, but mm-hmm. they decked it out and made it look all artsy. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah, they made it look really good. Thinking about genetics back then was crazy. We just was bag seed. You know, there wasn't a place sure. where we could go and so find that's things. the other part of the story that I think people don't necessarily, like, see through the label is when I first sort of started thinking about you guys, it was, yeah, these are the people that make the super good treats. Mm-hmm. But really, that breeding side is is true to what you do. Cultivators yeah. is what you are. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about You mentioned you've been growing for, like, 15 years. Brent, What's your background with growing? I have a similar amount of time. I've been growing for about 15 years. I was just talking to my mom about it the other day. She was laughing at me because I had a watermelon plant in a tent in my room when I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old. And there was a weed plant in there too. And I was just, you know, I've always been fascinated by it, by all the different, you know, smells and how it can look. It's, it's infinite. Basically. I think I'm like the Steve Irwin of weed sometimes because I get a little bit too excited about it. Oh my God. He's actually toning it down a lot. Yeah. I'm toning it down a little bit for sure. Um, And just have always been part of my life and you know that's kind of been something we had to get used to because it was illegal for so long so that was always yeah a lot of ptsd even still these days from all that it It still feels like it too to this day i don't think it doesn't go away right away even though it's legal i still feel like you know we're kind of doing something yeah like for some reason (laughs) yeah so it's the first half of January. We've been asking a lot of our guests to reflect on the passage of the legalization bill last mm-hmm. year. So what was it like to watch, you know, that go through and eventually, you know, make Minnesota the 23rd state? What is that? You know, like? I didn't it's really give it now. a whole lot of thought because we were doing the hemp edibles and, and we were compliant and legal. And it just field it, full of hemp I, felt, I feel like I just knew it was going to happen. Um, so we are kind of figuring out what we're going to do now. You know, now that it's legal. So um, politics, I'll, I'll admit I'm not like the most, I don't follow them a lot. Um, so when it happened, I mean, I'm beyond excited. It's it's kind of cool. I called my dad. And I said, you finally got to see it happen. I think he was a little more excited than I am because he's been waiting longer, you know. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I've had the similar feeling a few times because I was invested when Colorado did it. And I was out there for a little bit of time. And then I was sick of waiting around here. So a decade ago, I went to Michigan and got to vote on it. It was a little different process there politically. It was on the ballot. Everyone got to pick, and I think it only won by a few percent. So the state's pretty divided on the legalization. Mm-hmm. So you've already experienced so I'm, But again, here, it was quite exciting still, because it was like, I was born and raised here, and it's like, finally, my hometown's like not hating on us for just doing what we love to do. You yeah. know? There's a lot of people from Minnesota who got to participate in legal markets around the country, and they finally get to come home. I know, and I'm wondering if a lot of them kind of have their roots so deeply bound in some places it'll be hard for them to come back. Because me, even moving back from Michigan after a decade, it's a, it's a hurdle, you know. And I'm trying yeah. to bring everything I was doing up there down here, everything I learned there down here now. So it's getting interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of growing pains, but uh, well, take yeah. it day by day. Okay. What are some of the lessons that you learned from Michigan or Colorado that you're bringing here? The time scale of everything, it moves fast. Like it comes in, it's like a green wave and like all the properties get swept up and everybody's doing what they're trying to do. And within the first five to 10 years, it starts shifting more towards some of the people who aren't doing it right. The bigger guys start buying up properties and it starts mm-hmm. kind of becoming a little more of like the McDonald's, Wendy's, you know, Taco Bell of things. And mm-hmm. In about a decade, it's like, it's pretty locked in and it's like, everyone's used to it (laughs) and it doesn't take long and then time flies too when you're doing it it's just like all that well 10 years just went by no problem (laughs) so having see that transition in other states i mean do you have any advice for people here in minnesota (laughs) that are looking forward oh my god read the law get a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) if you're building buildings get permits and zoning i figured out a year ahead of time like the should be doing it. I hear a couple of growers that are actual scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. That's a fine line. So you'll have people like us who've been doing it forever. And he's college ed- educated. I just pretend like I am. <laughs> and I've learned so much just because of the path I pursued. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
Growing weed, it takes everything. You said it the best when you say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. This man just swapped an engine in his car in my garage because it blew up. And he tells me growing <laughs> weed is the hardest thing that you can do. It encompasses everything, yeah. like science Even and math. technology. And it's really black technology. and white. It's, there's so much gray area in when it comes to providing for a life form. You know, yeah. like, most people don't have a grasp on human nutrition, let alone plant nutrition. Like, oh, this is what we should be feeding. Them. It's equally you know? as complex yeah. as like feeding yourself is, yeah, and is your plants. Different. And it's, yeah. You know, I've if you heard, break it down, it gets a, a very deep rabbit hole. <laughs> so I, I've heard a lot of people claim that it's easy to grow, but I don't think it's easy to grow like fire. Like, there's different levels of growing well too. You can grow one plant and give one plant your full attention. And you know, there's that whole complexity to just that one plant, but now try 10 or a hundred or a thousand, 10,000. Like it, it just becomes a different battle. Yeah. Would you say each variety has a personality? Absolutely. Everyone will eat differently. They have different diets. They evolved a good way to explain it. Yeah. On the planet. I refer to them as equilateral genetics. And then there's mountainous, like Afghani Hindu region plants that evolved out that way in the Middle East. And a lot of them developed in like colder, like more mm-hmm. short seasons. And then there's stuff like, you know, in Jamaica, that's the seasons all year, all year round. You can mm-hmm. have a couple crops because it just never stops really being the season. And they evolved to just have really long flowering periods. And you usually it, have to cater to that. It's interesting to see those things when you're it, looking for nutrigenetics and seeing things like I have plants that can live with literally no water and they don't even care. And then I've got some that drought tolerant. Yeah, if they traits, dry out for a second, they're it'll not activate happy. that gene if you let a little bit of like dryness enter it. And this is a lot of stuff that we look for when we're doing our crosses, you know, things that so, are tolerable and easier to grow for, for newer people as well to, to mm-hmm. kind of cater that to market. And it's a funny bit. too, cause you'll see a lot of descriptions like it can do this amount of grams per square meter, this amount of oil. And it really depends on the grower yeah. to do that, yeah. to express the full potential of genetics. <laughs> Wait, do you mean it's not going to be exactly 22% what? THC? The the box said it would be. Yeah. Yeah. A few of our friends are first time growing now and asking a lot of questions. And they're like, he's like, I picked this because it's the largest yielding one I could find. I think he got like an ounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's an all a learning journey. And it's fun to see people in that position I was in so long ago and be able to kind of like egg them on. But it is a, it's at a point where it's like, they don't even know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because it's like talking about like computer engineering or like coding at that point. I it's still like, learn things that I'll <laughs> tell people, okay, today I finally learned how to grow weed. Today I, I did because of like a monumental something that we figured that out scientifically. Or, you know, differently it, it takes a lot of time to do science because we have to grow the plant out to really see what's happening. And it just takes a lot of time a to do side by side comparisons. And it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So sort of on that point, we've been circling around it, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you guys are growing. I was looking through your website, yeah. looking at some of the delicious treats on there, but also <laughs> I saw some cultivars that, I mean, the names just stood out to me. I mean, yeah. big chungus, garlic, <laughs> wallsberry. How could, tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you're growing. You Google, Google big chungus. It's the. Oh yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big That's where we drew our inspiration from was fat, big bugs, bunny. Um, big like chungus. the shape of the leaves are like his shape. They're so big. They're literally the size of a dinner plate. One leaf. They're like, huge. They're, they're just gigantic. And each blade is the size of your hand. That, that's from the g13 lineage that comes in it from uh, dr green thumb in canada yeah we got this guy in canada that has the old genetics from like the 90s so he just never quit doing that whole line of yeah. progression and he just maintained them really well and the g13 is about as true as you can find that one he has one across with the iranian variety mm-hmm. he tried to shorten the flowering period for all of his varieties so he has like an iranian g13 and iranian sour diesel because he grows in canada and it's growth period so tight for sure but uh for some reason that g13 synergized with the iranian and it makes like sitting next to two liter bottles they look small <laughs> like the top colas like they're outrageous. and it's kind of an always pick three when you're when you're it is. With growing cannabis there's the size and then flavor and then what would you say is the third part of it well smell smell yeah, you can never the flavor get isn't all. always there and you'll have the smell or sometimes you'll have a nice you know look but it won't have the you know, the other traits, it's like the trifecta you're trying to nail. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's tough that. when you're breeding. Sometimes like that G13 just wants to dominate sometimes the flavor and the look and the physical profile even. And it'll just end up 
looking like G13 again. So it's fun trying to really pull it away from what it wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're hunting a bunch of orange strains right now because oh, we, we like the, fruity stuff. The orange <laughs> yeah. That we're making oh. carts out of. And we had just lost a orange strain that we really liked because I thought he had it and he thought I had it. I was moving down and so previously. It, and then I brought it down and like it. It was like the middle of winter and got stuck and they got super cold in the car. (laughs) I lost a couple little clothes. I was like, I don't even need them. He has them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was just bad timing. He didn't have them and then I had them. Now we're kind of trying to get that back a little bit, but I have some legendary seeds that I just got. My, the best orange cultivar I ever grew was flying Dutchman's Royal orange. And it's, it's from the Dutch Netherlands, Amsterdam region. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just pure citrus. It's like when you squeeze the rind and the oil shoot out and you can see it in the light. That's what it smelled like. So I just chopped and then turned into bubble and then rosin, some okay. orange velvet underground. Nice. Okay, and that's so we should talk because anytime if there's you get a true orange velvet tangent, underground yeah. or like that. Yeah. Oh, man. It was oh, from well, Ethos. Chat, so. I've yeah, yeah I've grown that so. one from Ethos, actually. I got one of the skunkiest varieties out of that orange cool. bag. Okay. Because, like... You know, you have a mom and a dad have a, a kid or an offspring. Sure. You have so many. Say it's like an Amish family with like 20 kids. <laughs> You'll have like some that kind of look like a third, like one parent, a third that look like the other, and a third that's kind of the homogenized between mm-hmm. the two. And that's kind of like with plants a lot of the time. And it's really hard to get it to be the same plant every mm-hmm. time. So you have to do the recursive F2, F3 generation. Oh, yeah. and so, standard selective breeding from back in the day just kind of find the traits you like kind of keep copying it over and you'll get that image mm-hmm. yeah. clearer of the genetic code i posted a for. picture of an f2 pollination i did today on instagram and i'm allergic to pollen it's the only thing i'm allergic to <laughs> oh. so I, like, so bad, I was dying after that i had you even, had to take a benadryl i even had a mask be yeah i took a benadryl before this so i'm a little little woozy from it but yeah it's ironically the only so thing. we can very much relate on that i, I was a very young guy wanting to get into cannabis farming yeah. found a hemp farmer who let me come out to their field and there were a couple males there it was pretty rich in pollen yep oh my nose was just running i, I to that day i was like is this worth it yeah. should i just be a consumer do i need but you There's power people. through it and yeah i was work. blown away by the amount of bees that were attracted to the male plants that i had this summer you i gotta have uh, i wasn't aware but people about the bees that out of all the plants i've seen bees love that male cannabis or hemp plant it is most. insane in the morning it's just they're humming they're everywhere covering they're all these plants. over it in your yard if you put a male in the backyard which i like to do in the summer yeah, they just. I, I think wonder what the honey's like. One. If you could isolate it instead of like clover honey, have oh, just, just cannabis honey, or even mm, cannabis honey. <laughs> and a big side tangent: there actually cool. has been people who have put hives in greenhouses with just the female flowers, and mm-hmm. the bees adapt to eating the trichrome heads, and they'll actually make effective wow. honey out of the uh, crop that you're growing them and feeding wow. them off of. Yeah, it's apparently like dang. crazy honey. <laughs> I, Marcus, I don't even know what the percentage is. I have a is. business idea for you. <laughs> Somebody got some bees? You like honey? Yeah. I'm a honey junkie. Yeah. Are you? Like oh. we probably buy we'll have the wildflower honey school up north. Building a geothermal greenhouse is kind of one of our end-term goals oh, to have. Man. We can, we want to cultivate like citrus fruits and and things in the winter. We just want to have our own food supply, like in Minnesota. And then you can. There's a guy in Nebraska. He's super old. He does like citrus fruits and like thirty below winds out in the middle fields of Nebraska. But he just digs them down and he has air coming in from under the ground that gets naturally heated or cooled in the summer, which is nice. See, I always say cannabis is like the number one gateway drug to enjoying agriculture and learning <laughs> more about anything. farming. Like, I mean, I've gotten into yeah. chemistry. It's even the gateway like, drug yeah. to learning. I was yep, just yeah, pro- sure. learning to program little sensors so I can set up all my own environmental controls yeah. and set up my own like remote automation sure. and stuff. Just because if, I, like, I need a little more If I could go back time. to high school and say, hey, man, pay attention to biology. Like, you can use this to grow better weed in the future. Like, yeah. I might have actually paid attention. You it been it was too changing. early for some of those concepts, too. Yeah. Like, I would have grasped onto that after i was like way mm-hmm. into certain subjects which is interesting yeah there is a lot of learning that comes when you start cultivating your own cannabis well, that's such a great transition let's talk a little bit more about learning but yeah. first let's take a short break okay sure. so why is cannabis education to you why should it be oh. important to other people in the industry and minnesota cannabis consumers in general just knowing is half the battle <laughs> i mean like uh 
just gaining knowledge in any subject is just enlightening in general. Like just knowing about what you're working with, the intricacies of just like the plant or the product or the process is just, I don't know, really enriching for me personally. Like, I don't know. DIY has always been a thing for me. I just love fixing stuff and love figuring out how stuff works. So it's an amazing medicine. And I feel like everybody who has access and can should grow it themselves, you know, for themselves. Um, I like to kind of refer it to as the truth. Like this is just for me, but you know, smoking weed, it makes me realize things that may be not be doing the best. And, you know, I could be doing better in my life. I get the anxiety from smoking weed and it, and it makes me figure those things out and how I can fix them, whether they're like relationships with people or just how I'm conducting myself just on a personal level. Um, smoking weed makes me realize those things and I can feel them more strongly. It's fun to share that and pass down that knowledge with other people whenever possible, especially if they're curious, anybody who's asking, I love to, you know, at least fill in what I can. (laughs) Yeah. And it affects everybody different. And I, my suggestion is do your own research. Don't Mm -hmm. listen to, you know, anybody's opinion on what, marijuana or weed is always be do your own research because there's a lot of telephone out there too. start low you know you don't need to be doing a dab the first time you're smoking you're not going to have a good time it's too much about this breeding we have a couple strains that are lower in thc we have this one that's a thc variant or thcv Mm, for sure yeah they say it's like the counter to thc thc it's like uh, motivating uh energizing and then we want to make a few varieties that are like entry level something you could sell at a shop that was like you know something for people who haven't smoked and like maybe people are mid middle of the road experience and then like yeah. obviously the top yeah. of the line you see a lot of better if you percentage. start small you know cbd even just you don't see that at any stores if you go around there isn't like an entry level product for people it's, it's usually the high try to be the highest yeah everyone's CBD. shopping for yeah. that's 27 percent. i'll get the 29 percent just mm-hmm. because of the numbers so you can have a spectrum of products the head scratcher to the head banger yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. like and i think we lost a lot of those good strains like we were saying uh at potency back then i mean obviously it was a lot lower but i think those strains were a lot better they made you feel a lot different the numbers weren't everything. You could have a 17% sativa that has such a crazy terpene profile. It'll have upwards of 7 to 10% terpenes, which you don't see in any of the strains these days. It's yeah. just all flavor. They say a lot of those terpenes drive the high. Mm. So, like, if that's not there so much, because when it comes to numbers, you can either have all CBD, no THC, or you can trade it. You can have half and half. It's like these bars that always level out. You can't have all of all three. You can't have all terps, all THC. The trifecta. Yeah, Yeah, so you always have to trade. So when you're going for those high THC strains, you just lack flavor or effect. You know, I saw a a little summary of some study that was done that, You know, people think because of the marketing that they want the highest THC products, but they did a study and they found that like a a blind study, people preferred like the 12 to 18 percent. And it's just a monetary thing. People that think they want the high percentage. People think they're paying for what they're getting. And it's just a simple math they do at the counter. Like, well, I better get all 30 percent of the thing I think I need Mm -hmm. instead of why would I pay the same price for 15 percent of half of it's advertised absolutely if you're walking into the liquor store and get to choose between the 3.2 or the exactly whatever. like would you get yeah. the grocery store beer in minnesota doesn't relate to a lot of states yeah <laughs> like right. or the actual beer yeah for all of our national listeners we can't buy actual alcohol yeah, in our grocery store in minnesota so we just started being able to buy it on sundays not that long yeah. ago here that was right. recently, two, right, two right. years ago yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're super looking forward. Coming up in February, we're collaborating on an upcoming event that's happening at Modest Brewing. We'll be really digging into what people need to know to start growing for people that are beginners or people learning, wanting to learn a little bit more about how to hone in their craft. I mean, basically, people will be able to come and hear your guys' knowledge on cultivation. Tell us a little bit more about what so, you guys might be sharing. We've made a lot of mistakes in our lives. Um, and that's kind of how we, for you. Yeah, <laughs> we, we made the mistakes for you. So yeah. um, we're a good resource to give a lot of insight on how to not make those mistakes. I just think the most questions people have and the most answers I give are like, don't do this. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to do that. Try doing something else. Like it's usually steering their perception of what they think's right in the beginning. There's a lot of different ways to do it, and there is, and there is no right way. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody. It doesn't matter if it's has dirt it or a perfect medium or no medium, and the roots are just in water. It's there's 
every way you can do it, which mm -hmm. is interesting. If mm -hmm. you have a little space, a lot of space, you can do tiny little plants. You can fill up a nice, you know, extra room with the biggest plants within your limit. Yeah. That's how we did in Michigan. You just get one very large plant and level out the canopy to fill four by four square feet and one plant per light. Yeah, that's twelve plan limit really yeah, uh, you yeah. can stretch that far with that. And so yeah. like you know, it, it's different here. What especially with the actual cultivation license, it's only by square feet, which is actually compelling. So you could put a, a one plant per square foot in there if you really wanted to, which mm -hmm. is great. And in Michigan it was a plant count and then you have to tag every plant. We'll see how they, they haven't decided on like a plant tracking system yet. But yeah. that's yeah. so many levels of education. You teach them the business side. You just teach them the personal side. Mm -hmm. You never really know which direction anyone's going until you get them in the room. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's well, when the, the direction of the conversation just takes kind of a natural path. Yeah, absolutely. This will be the second of our boot camp series that we've done. The first one we just did sort of by ourselves. And it was cool Very connecting exciting. with people who maybe this was their first time ever thinking about growing, yeah. but also people that have been doing it for a couple of years and thought like, Hey, I never actually read a book on how to do this. I just That's sort of thing. The learned forums, from a friend. At a certain point, you just kind of like, I've read this all before. It's a lot of conflicting information out on yep. these. And, they, and, and it is a case of telephone these days. Yeah. There's oh, been yeah. information that's been recycled for the last 10, 20 years. Lost in translation things, it's for sure. Yeah, so it's yeah. fun finding real papers and college documents. Like, I only read, like, I'll pay for documents, so I have access to them from colleges to read these days, which Shout, is fun to pass that in. Shouts out to Slow Nickel. Yeah, Slow Nickel, our guy. <laughs> He's great on Instagram. Our guy can grow anything anywhere. Yeah. Give him a desert, he'll give you the best blueberries on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's an interesting guy to watch. Yeah, but yeah he has like marble-sized blueberries in a couple of his Instagram pictures. You'll see cool. big strawberries at the grocery store, and you're like, how do they do that? Like, I've never grown on that big, but yeah, he, he knows. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put in our plug here. People can go get tickets for that. mncanvascollege.org backslash bootcamp. Sort of put the URL right on the bottom yeah, of the screen here. With us yeah. so you can learn a lot about growing. 40 years of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. be well, a lot of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward to it. It will be in Modest New Event Space, which it's, is really oh, cool. Oh, have you seen um, it? You've probably seen yeah, it. Yeah, we times. were out there for a release party that they did of a beverage a couple yeah. of weeks I, ago. Is it done now? Because I only saw it during construction. Now it is. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's looking yeah. beautiful. They have a cool stage. That's where we'll be at. People will be able to come and see mm, that. Nice. They've got a nice bar. People will be able to come and get... Modest beverages, including the uh, Northern options. Lights beverage. Yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. And if you guys are part of the class, come with questions. We love to answer questions. And that's kind of what we're here to do yeah. is to help you guys learn and grow. Yeah. Now, looking forward to the rest of the year, what do you have coming down the pipe? What, <laughs> do you have any exciting projects that you're willing to tell us about? So one of the big ones that we're trying to work on is we're formulating a nutrient line. Um, yeah, that's, that's been five years in the learning, three years in the making. Uh, and like he said earlier, testing something like that is a slow process. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing it right, you can get four or five grows in a year. Yeah. And being from the breeder side, that's the question we get a lot is now what, you know, we germinate these seeds and they're yeah, in. So the now cycle, what? how do we feed them? Going front to back, learning about cloning or just starting from seed. There's methods people just aren't even aware yeah, of. And it's hard to, to get that in their hands because it's a 20, 30 part thing that we mix yeah together so we're testing liquid configurations you have to do freeze testing and make sure it can handle being shipped cold, cold, cold climates and you have to get licensing and test it's hard it to give someone a recipe that's 30 things and they are their first time grower <laughs> they're like no way i'm it. gonna buy all this yeah. stuff and mix it together it like agricultural you know? grade like the way that farmers do it it's it's not as simple <laughs> it's a lot of math Oh, yeah. There's we, a reason you go to college to be an agronomist. Yeah. <laughs> we did a super soil class uh, yeah. a couple of months back, and our idea was people could come and, you know, we'd have the bulk, all the different options. People could yeah. come and mix them together. That's and right. uh, after people had mixed in like their 20th ingredient, they were well, like, all right, burnt. how many more? And it's like, no, no, there's, sorry. Like our first time growers, we have a Discord channel too for Doug's Nugs, where it's just kind of get together community and talk about your grow. And a few people are just like, we uh, want one product, one bottle, or one little can of powder. Some people just don't want to think about it. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a happy medium there. Because with liquid nutrients, you do have to have like an A and B bottle. The main problem is the sulfur in it will chemically react with other chemicals like ca calcium and okay, fall out. It. And it becomes insoluble. Mm -hmm. So just learning about the chemistry even of this stuff is just an endless road almost. So I get to pick your rabbit hole, really. <laughs> You know, it's fun, especially when people are willing to learn. Yeah. It's really fun talking about it. 
Love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on today. You mentioned your Discord, but for those wanting to chat with you more, learn more about you, they can obviously come to that class on the 29th, Definitely, but where yeah. else can they go? Yep. So our Instagram is a big place. You can see kind of what we're doing. We're at Dougs underscore Dougs underscore MN. You got to type it in because Instagram for some reason hates Oh, yeah, that's searching it. I, it, it probably yeah. is. We're the same way. So you type in MN Cannabis Call, yeah. you won't get us. College, <laughs> then suddenly we pop up. Yeah. Have tech figured so out. come check us out on our shadow band Instagram account. Um, I'll probably be making a Twitter or something, or what is it, X now or something? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, Dugsnogs.love is our website, and we do have a Discord as well. Like he said, that's a place where people can come and post their grow, ask us it's questions. Easy. You can post uh, videos and pictures. And yeah, we talk on Discord easily. basically all the time to each other, so we're you know always available for people to pop in, say hi. If they got a question, they can post pictures, and we are good at answering things and diagnosing any problems that you uh, might have. Person, in person is key, though. So if you can do an in-person class or even like mm-hmm. a little cannabis college, they do start doing it. You'll see it like tech colleges will start putting out classes, too, once the licensing and everything gets he's going. gonna be the one though. oh yeah oh yeah come around <laughs> yeah. to the minnesota cannabis college yeah. 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 yeah awesome well thank you guys again so much thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll thanks for having us yeah i know i was just in uh, michigan the other day and he was trying to be like we thought you were gonna ask edibles. us who is doug i know <laughs> so, all right all right before we wrap before we wrap this we gotta ask so I, the first time I saw the packages, I turned to Mason and was like, oh, Doug, I don't think I've met him before. And he went, no, that's Brian. And I went, oh, all right, Check cool. us out on podcast number two where you'll find out who is Doug. Ooh, all right. Secret Doug reveal. I like that. <laughs> well, we'll catch you next time with uh, some pretty big news. Who is right. Doug? Who is Doug? Hashtag who is Doug? bundle it's time to bundle for february we've got two free tickets with every new bundle coming out february and march and april with boveda we're doing a new bundle and you can have two tickets to the boot camp for the bundle hey steve you can just you can just tell people that they can buy the bundle they'll get two tickets to the boot camp you can go to mncannabiscollege.org backslash highly educated and just buy your bundle. Why didn't you just say so? Go buy your bundle today. Should we drink some THC beverages? Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to Northern Lights Podcast. We're super excited for this last segment because, guys, we get to sample a cannabis product. And not just any cannabis product, but this. Wow. This is a Northern Lights cannabis product. Northern Lights, like the podcast? Like the podcast. In fact, if you look at the can, it's a beautiful design. You've got the Northern Lights in the background, but also right in front, you've got this microphone. Uh, this beautiful microphone that you can see got the beautiful waves going through of the northern lights these are wow honestly beautiful i love the glossiness oh yeah the green little drip where it's like northern lights yes but this is also yeah shout out to modest for the incredible work tyler and the team over there put together something incredible with this design um i love how it it plays on the minnesota landscape it plays on the the northern lights motif but also it makes it very clear that this is a raspberry beverage with cannabis terpenes in it and not just any cannabis northern lights northern cannabis wow oh, this I is exciting oh uh, yeah so made here in minnesota comes from minnesota grown hemp processed by companies here in minnesota packaged by a, a beer company and also a cannabis company here in minnesota and you end up with something Something like this. So we're going to sample this, but we should say before we get started, if you want to try this, we invite you into the studio. No, 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 no. We don't invite you into the studio, but instead where we do invite you is to Modest. Modest themselves, we are having a beverage release party February 17th. 
12 to 4 p.m. You can stick around afterwards or you can drive up to Duluth and catch the, the opening of the legacy up there. Um, but we've got that Begridge release party at Modest, 12 to 4, February 17th. We'll have a DJ. We got fun time. Uh, you can get drinks. some books. Yeah, and plenty of drinks. You can give this a sample, but um, we're not gonna we're not gonna wait until then. We no, should we should no. give it a try right we'll now. Into it, yeah. So this just came off the line the other day, so it's a pretty pretty fresh can, if you will. Um, we're gonna go ahead and, and pop this one open here. Let's uh, for old time's sake get that beautiful microphone. Ooh. Oh yeah, love that there. Um, we're gonna pour this out into our wonderful uh, Dabbler Depot sample cups. And the first thing that caught my eye when I walked into that production room and I saw them putting it together was the color. This is just raspberries, cannabis, and water in a can. And wow, is that beautiful. You can see that wonderful raspberry color coming through. I hope it comes through in taste. Really taste yeah. Let's see. Get that little, little terpy smell to it even before you take a... Take a take a drink. It smells got, like terps and berries. Yeah, because it is terps and berries. It is <laughs> terps and berries. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. I've already taken two sips. <laughs> mm. And that is good. That yeah, is. Wow. On the We're front not. end. <laughs> on the front end, you get that wonderful raspberry tartness. It it almost tastes like candy a bit with like mm-hmm. that that little bit of natural sweetness, but but without. The overwhelming sweetness. It's yeah. like, it's like, uh, like, you know, like fruit leathers aren't too sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Fruity. Yeah. And that's what I love about this is when we were looking at what do we really want to go into the can, we thought, well, we want the raspberries. Uh, they're grown here in Minnesota. It's a flavor we love. It's one that Modest has some experience with. We thought it was that perfect backdrop. And the Northern Light terpenes on top of it, I, I mean, I think are just wonderful. You get a little bit of earthy, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of piney and Comes All together refreshing. into Northern Lights. Yeah. Say, so, uh, had a couple of the burps now. It is. Turp burp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you taste, you taste, you taste the turps coming up too. So when was the last time you got that from a beverage? When you walked away and you're like, wow, did, did I just smoke weed? And you're like, oh, no, no, wait. Oh, I'm just drinking a THC beverage. There we go. So We're, when are people going to be able to try this again, Tanner? Oh, such a great question. February 17th at Modest themselves. Um, You'll be in the same building that it was actually made. You'll be able to give it a try locally sourced, you know, just from the room next door. Uh, It's uh, it's pretty good stuff. Um, So yeah, February 17th, 12 to 4 p.m. I'll say it again, February 17th, 12 to 4 p.m. Come on out, Modest Brewing. You can go to our website to find more information about that or just come on out, 12 to 4 p.m., Modest Brewing. You can give a sample on some Northern Lights. You can watch the Northern Lights podcast. You could listen to it on headphones while you're there. Get the whole experience. Whole Pretend Lights like you're experience. sampling along with us. And you can drive way up north and see the Northern Lights. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, we should we should maybe do a contest that like the first person to take a photo of them drinking this with the actual Northern Lights in the background will we'll send you to one of our classes for free. We'll yeah. uh, We'll bring you on the podcast. Yeah, we'll bring you on the podcast. You can share it with us. Uh, So if you get that video, if you get that photo, send it in. uh, Pod at mncanvascollege.org. Heck, directly to me, Tanner at mncanvascollege.org. I want to see that photo. That'd be be cool. For all our Arctic listeners out there. Yeah, (laughs) give it a a go. Uh, This is good, though. Like, objectively, I like this. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm on... I'm with the I'm with the company who made it. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. So with the organization, not I, a company, nonprofit. But <laughs> I remember going through the process of of getting it made, from like selecting the terpene profile to moving into the beverage, and thinking the whole way like, oh man, I sure hope I like this. Like <laughs> if I have a beverage that I don't like, and I'm telling people like, yeah, it's good, give it a sip. I'll just take a little bit here. Um, I like my drinks to be closer to tea. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's such a great way of thinking about this. This is way closer because it has that natural earthiness. And this is water. Yeah. Super clean finish. I'm such a big fan of these. I think they're, they're so good. John, you clearly like them a bit too much. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. It's uh, the terps. It's the terps. It's (laughs) it's that that full spectrum effect of the TNT that you're getting. Oh, well, guys, coming out February 17th, we'll say once again, 12 to 4 p.m., Modest Brewing. Should be a, a fun time. 
But for today, that's that's really all that we got. That's about it. So we'll be back next week. We got a special episode coming out next week. It's going to be our legislative preview episode with Ooh. Curtis Hanna and our friend, Representative Just Hansen. So really looking forward to that one. Two very informative interviews. Yeah. For you guys who really care about the activism slash policy side of this. Yeah, absolutely. And then actually before that, coming out on Thursday, so a little bit later this week, you'll be able to hear our second of our Black History Month bonus episodes. This one is with Calandra Revering from The Good Zen and then also the Minnesota Association for Black Cannabis Professionals. It's a really great episode, a really awesome interview. So go and check that one out coming out on Thursday. But otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, TikTok, uh, you can follow us on Clubhouse. I don't know, whatever, whatever people are doing these days. Just subscribe, follow us on YouTube, check out our episodes, and uh, and contact your legislators. Yeah, definitely contact <laughs> your legislators, and tell a friend, tell a friend about Northern Lights, and uh, we'll see you uh, see you on the seventeenth. Cheers, everyone. Northern Lights is a Minnesota Cannabis College production. This episode was produced by me, Tanner Barris, and by my co-hosts, Marcus Harkis and John Barty. Production assistance from Shana Payton and Steve Eigeman. Video and audio recording at the Dabbler Depot studio by Jordan Whippet. Thanks to Brian and Bobby for coming on today and sharing their expertise. Today's episode is presented by North Star Law Group, your trusted partner in Minnesota's burgeoning legal cannabis industry. The information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice, but is instead for general information purposes only. No listener should act solely on the basis of information provided without first seeking their own legal counsel. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Minnesota Cannabis College. Please listen responsibly. On the farm and kind of laid back Ain't nothing old country boy like me can't hack Early to bed, early in the sack Thank, Thank God, God I'm a country boy That's how we're going to end the episode Life I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up I got cakes on the griddle Life ain't nothing but a funny funny riddle Thank God I'm a country boy Welcome to Northern Lights Our musical podcast Where we review John Denver albums <laughs>